Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Jack Butler, my friend and fellow coach. He's a dating and authenticity coach who helps people connect more deeply to themselves so they can be loved for who they truly are in life and in relationships. Welcome, Jack. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here with you and in this different format. I am just loving doing these podcast episodes so much. So this is actually the first time that you've been on my podcast, just audio only in this way. So I'm so excited for this topic. Actually, we wanted to do something a little different today. We were chatting a little bit before we started recording, and we were talking about the fact that we both actually receive a lot of messages and comments on our YouTube channels from people who tend to think that the world is kind of going downhill. I know personally, I receive a lot of comments on YouTube and other platforms on social media from people who just think the dating world is just hopeless and there's just no possible way they can meet someone. Do you get those comments as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think people have been having a difficult time. I mean, obviously, you know, we've had the global pandemic. We've had lots of difficult things that are objectively going on and uh you know i i feel for people i've i've certainly had personal experiences of it not having been the easiest cycle but i also sense that there may be a little more to be hopeful about than uh, maybe we connect with as much as would be useful so i wanted to try and offer some things today that might help people um, look at things in a way that might serve them more Yeah, I'm really curious to get your perspective on this. I don't actually know anything about what you're going to say, but I feel like you might have a different perspective than just the general, everything's going downhill, like dating is dead, courtship is a thing of the past, right? (laughs) And I I imagine this could probably apply to any area of life, not just dating and relationships, right? So what are some things that you hear from people? Let's start with some struggles or challenges that you see people are experiencing out there right now. Yeah. So one of them is that there are innovations that are happening in the territory of dating and relating. Right. So so meaning that it sort of used to seem like, well, you know, a guy wanted to meet a girl and, you know, maybe they get together and then maybe they'd want to settle down. And and sort of like that script was a bit more simple. Right. And so now you, you go, I'm sure you've had this experience, you go on a dating app. Sometimes people are saying, you know, I'm no to uh, ENM, right? Ethical non-monogamy, or I'm a no to being like a unicorn, like, or being a third in someone else's relationship or swinging or, or all these 
extra things that seem to be part <laughs> of the terrain. And obviously, if you are into those things, that's great. But I think for people who are not so into them, it might seem a bit like, gosh, I, where are sort of like the, the normal places that I can go? I just want to meet a normal person, right? Sometimes we hear that people's expectations could be part of the challenge, right? There might be these interesting dynamics that are happening on dating apps, meaning that there's like maybe a top, like, you know, 1% or 5% of profiles that are kind of getting all the attention. Um, but actually what I see from people is that they're kind of just looking for something normal. You know, they're like, I want an emergency contact. I kind of want someone to go uh, on a date with. I want someone who wants to have some adventure or some travel. Like they feel like they're not asking necessarily for that much. And yet, you know, so much activity that's happening on dating apps doesn't go anywhere, right? And so it becomes exhausting and it becomes repetitive. And you may even be going into it in a more kind of quote unquote low consciousness way, right? You're sort of tired, frustrated, exhausted, and now you're swiping and you're not even imagining that something's going to happen. And so the whole energy surrounding it is difficult and kind of lacking in intention and hope. So uh, you know, I want to start off by saying I feel for people with that, right? I know what it's like to put hours into dating apps and feel like you've gotten nothing back. So I, I, there's absolutely no judgment in any of this. Um, the bit that may be missed is that some of these innovations are actually creating more sort of possibilities on the menu and more freedoms for more people, right? Whether they are ones that you particularly are into or not. So I, I think historically, people often felt more that they had to stay in relationship or sort of do it the societally sanctioned way. And now I think people in a sense can be a bit more authentic, but it also creates a little more confusion because there are just so many more options on the menu, right? So to give that a metaphor, it's a bit like back in the day, if you wanted a car, right, it was going to be the black Ford Model T, right? Everyone had the same car because that's all they could afford and that was all that was made. Now, you, you know, maybe you've had this experience, you go try to buy a car, you know, is it electric? Is it hybrid? Is it plug-in? Is it reliable? Mm -hmm. Is it miles per the gallon? Is it German? Is it Asian? Is it, you know, American? It's, there's so much choice and most people would expect that, right? If they went into the car um, dealership and they were like, yep, yeah, there's just one car. Yep, yeah, it's just a Ford Mondeo, that's it. Most people wouldn't be happy with that, right? So a similar thing is kind of happening, I think, throughout so many domains of life, including in dating. There are many more ways that you can meet people. You never would have had the opportunity to connect with someone sat on your couch, right? You would have had to have gone to the pub or you'd have to have gone to the dog park or the after work drinks or to church or wherever you were going to meet people. Now we have an expectation we might be able to connect with someone, maybe even a different in time zone or different country, different part of the world, just sat on our couch so in some ways, it's, it's way easier and it's opened up the marketplace, but then it's also created a lot more choice and sort of the misery of choice and some of the confusion that comes with, you know, opening up different pathways for people. So that's what I'm seeing. I agree with everything you said. There's so much to unpack here. I really love what you said that so many people go into it with, I think you called it a low consciousness or just the energy of not being hopeful or not trusting that this is going to be easy and fun. I get so many questions on my YouTube channel specifically where people say, what app did you meet your husband on? Every app yeah. I go on just has losers and narcissists and full of people who cheat and lie and married men yes. just trying to have something on the side. And I think to myself, well, it doesn't really matter what app you go on with that mindset because you're just going to attract more of what you're focusing on. So it sounds like you're saying there's so much more 
choice, so many different options and types yes. of relationships and types of people. And I think if some people have a couple bad experiences, they start to like focus on those and they allow that to affect their mindset or vibration. Yes. You could call it around and it causes yes. them to attract more of what they don't want. Yes. Right. That's what I see. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. You know, I have some compassion for people, right? Because in mm -hmm. any dream of life, if we've had difficult experiences, it takes more energy to uh, kind of imagine or hope that something better is going to come our way, right? You and I know this even on YouTube, right? If your YouTube channel's humming, it's kind of easy to make the next video, right? <laughs> yes. Down for the last year, you're sort of like, oh, okay, this is, it's, I'm not riding a wave, right? So right. if people had difficult experiences, you know, they have my compassion. I would recommend not going to the app when you're in one of those, uh, you know, you called it lower vibration. We could call it, you know, low consciousness. We could just say a place of despondency or frustration or even victimhood, which being realistic, any of us is going to experience a state like that from time to time, or even sometimes from more than time to time, right? It's part of life that in a moment or in a week or in a month or a hot spot, we might sometimes feel that way. It, it's just from that place, I think it's much harder to manifest or connect with what you really want. So I would rather if you were feeling that way, uh, you know, go read a book, you know, go water the plants, go for a walk, go to the gym, go to the pub, call your friend, call your mother, do something that's that's actually about connection than than in a sense getting into the what is easily a very addictive you know swipe behavior because the apps are built to be addictive right and ultimately just to give a little bit of context on the apps the, the apps aren't really prioritizing are you going to find a lasting relationship right that that's it's hard for them to know in a sense because once you come off the app you know what did you do did, did you end up in a relationship did you just come off the app we they don't have that data the app is really uh, optimized to keep you on the app, right? Because that's how they can make advertising revenue. Now, again, that's fine. YouTube, same thing, right? We all got to make a living, all fine. But just sort of just also holding that, that the, the, the way that the app set up isn't necessarily about you finding a great match. So you have to be the owner of that. And if you're in one of those places, I recommend that you don't spend time on the app in that place. Come to it when you you feel some sense of, you know, possibility or openness or trust or aliveness and, and and use the app or any other way that you're trying to meet people from that place. Now, people might say, well, that's fine, but I never feel that way. So then I'd never be on the app. And so that might be a question of, well, how do you get more centered and connected to yourself? Can you slow down? Can you meditate? Can you do yoga or have some kind of physical practice or have a coach or therapist or be part of a group, something that's going to help you kind of find that alignment with, with uh, the part of you that is more trusting. You know, and I'll I'll just put one little caveat in here because hope is a really interesting thing, right? Be being hopeless is one of our most difficult experiences. So sometimes we've got to have a belief or a sense that things uh, might get better. The challenge also with hope is it can get a little bit addictive in its own right. So it's sometimes easy to be in the I call it like the mountain of expectation, right? Oh, and then oh, I don't get the result. And now I'm kind of down in the valley of disappointment. And then, oh, I'm back up in the mountain of expectation. And to sort of be on that ride. And if anyone can relate to that, really the way out of that, for, for the sake of a fancy phrase, is equanimity, is actually learning how to be more okay and kind of emotionally connected and calm in a sense, moment to moment, than sort of need everything to show up the way that you expect it to, right? One of the biggest lessons in life in any domain, I think, and I don't know what your experience is, is actually not having it have to show up the exact way that you thought. Sometimes life has a different plan for you. Sometimes life has a better idea. Sometimes life has 
difficult times for you to grow you in ways that you you wouldn't have had to grow if you didn't have the difficult times so if we if we can be hopeful but without being in a very fixed idea of how it needs to be then i think we can surrender more and trust life more to bring us the the nourishment and also the path that we need i just thought of five or six more episodes <laughs> that we could record together just from what you said there's so much gold in there i love it i'm just thinking back to my own experience it seems like yeah. so long ago but it really wasn't all that long ago you know i was 37 and a half when i went online and i made a choice to wait until I was at that place where I knew for sure that this was going to happen quickly and easily. Right. I had yeah. online dated in the past, you know, long, long time ago where I didn't have that mindset and the results I got were very, very mixed. Right. And so I knew I yeah. wasn't going to do that to myself this time. I waited until I just woke up one day and nothing could have stopped me. Like I just got the whole thing set up in like 20 minutes. I just went for it. It wasn't perfect, but yeah. I met my husband actually 24 hours later. So Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't know for sure that, you know, I can go, I will meet the right person in 24 hours. Like that would have been crazy, right? But something in me knew it's just yeah. gonna be easy and quick. Now's the time, just go for it, right? Yeah. I had been doing some like counseling and working on myself in the months leading up to that. So yeah. I was kind of like doing the work to get myself to that place. I've talked about that in some of my other episodes, but yeah. I always say, and Tom and I joke now, like I can really see if I had forced myself to go online a year earlier, a year and a half earlier when I wasn't ready. And I had done the whole thing of swiping forever and going on endless yeah. dates with the wrong people. I could see how I would feel really burned out and possibly even yeah. jaded a year oh, yeah. later and just been over it. Like I can see how my vibe would have gone downhill very quickly if I had started it with a different mindset, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. How would you advise people getting to that place of hopefulness? Like you said, they don't have to be 100% certain that this is definitely going to happen, you know, this week when they join the app or not even just online. I mean, going to meetup groups, being set up, anything like that. How would you advise people get from the place of like, I'm not sure if this is something that's even possible to maybe hoping or trusting that it could be possible? Yeah. So one maneuver is what I call, and maybe I'm not the only person that uses this phrase, but I you know, call it turning, turning it over to life, right? So meaning I'm actually going to trust that if life wants to put a new connection in my path, that that can be arranged, right? My participation may be required, right? I may need to do some swipes or put myself in some places, but it, it sort of takes some of the weight off of my shoulders that I've got to carry this all myself. Mm. So that, that's one approach, because I think people can sometimes get uh, self-blaming if they feel like, they're, well, I'm trying hard and it's not happening. And so what's wrong with me? Right. Mm -hmm. And you're in the question, what's wrong with me? You know, I want to invite you to maybe ask a different question. Right. Am I actually taking too much responsibility for what's happening right now? And I actually need to let it go a little bit. That's what's being invited. Right. And this is this is difficult territory because it's inviting us to make discernments and sometimes as we move through stages of development the discernments that life offer us actually look and feel different so that's one thing you can do is actually sort of say hey yeah i'm, I'm gonna align with life and the fact that life has seasons right because a, a way of pitching back to you what i just heard you say in language that i would use is you kind of waited for the season, right? You sort of waited for spring, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yes, I'm ready. And you're like, boom, 20 minutes. And you get your profile done and then things are starting to move for you. 
Uh, and I also heard you say if I'd done it a year earlier, it probably wouldn't have happened because that was winter, so to speak, in your life. Mm-hmm. That culturally, we are not very good at aligning with seasons, you know, both the literal four seasons, because, you know, here we are. I mean, admittedly, this isn't the hardest winter that I've ever experienced. But, you know, it's the middle of winter, but I'm like, you know, I'm midnight, I'm still like, you know, using electricity with lights on and watching TV and you know, doing uh, whatever, right? Like we right. wouldn't have been doing that historically. But, at, but the seasons I'm talking about are actually the internal seasons, right? There are, there are times when things are really available for you in life in the universe. And there are times where actually it's a little bit more stuck. And the difficulty is, was when you stuck, you can sometimes project that out into the future and think I'm only ever going to be stuck. And you're missing, no, you're in a bit of winter right now. And you may have been in winter for more than a few months. It might even be a longer cycle. It might be a few years. That's possible. But actually the seasons start to change. So that's, that's where listening to yourself more deeply, you might notice one morning that you wake up and something has sort of shifted a little bit in your field. You feel a bit more open. You feel a bit more hopeful. I don't think your job is to every moment of every day have to make that maneuver. I think it's a little bit more subtle to align with, you know, where, where is the energy flowing in your life? Where are the doors opening? Where do you feel drawn? Where is their resonance? Where is their magnetism, right? To use one of your words and to, to pay attention to that rather than having to, to kind of bootstrap everything all the time. Now you can do so much in life by bootstrapping, but this area is less amenable to it, I think, right? You can bootstrap businesses. I don't know if you need to bootstrap your dating. I think it'd be better to listen and surrender and align. What do you so think? true. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say on that. First of all, I just hate that stuck feeling. <laughs> when you said when you're in that like stuck, stagnant yes, place. Yeah, right? Yeah, you're like, yeah. this is just how it's going to be forever. I get so in the moment of what I'm feeling when I'm at that place. So I'm like, well, I guess this is it now. I'm never going to feel inspired again. I guess I'll just quit working. Like, <laughs> I just get so extreme with it where yeah. it's just like there's no, I, ebbs I, and I, flows. I think what you're things. saying is common. Yeah. Think, yeah. It's yeah. so interesting where it's like, sometimes I feel really inspired and I feel like that's less and less lately for some reason, just work-wise. And that's the best feeling. I just crave that feeling no matter yeah. what else I've achieved or attracted in other areas. Like if I don't feel that inspired, want to jump out of bed and get to work on something, I just feel very stuck. And, and I get that. Yeah. It's just the, the worst feeling. You just feel like nothing's ever going to break free and start to move. But I love what you said. I've never heard that perspective before. It's kind of like the winter time and it's just a season. Things are always changing, always evolving. I think yeah. for a lot of people, they're just evolving into more of the same though, because like what I just described, you can get focused on where you are and you start talking about and thinking about where you are. You call up your friends and complain about it, <laughs> what's going on in your life right now. And yeah. you just kind of keep attracting more of what you're currently experiencing. Another thing that came to me when you were talking is once you've kind of attracted what you wanted or you're sort of at the end of that journey, you can look back and go, oh, it makes so much sense. That's why I didn't meet this person right. until this time. That's why I met them in January and not August or, you know, it all yeah. makes sense. But when you're on that journey, you don't really see how one thing's going to lead to another. So you just kind of feel lost and hopeless, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's a great Kierkegaard quote, right? Kierkegaard's, uh, I guess, was a Danish philosopher, but Steve Jobs popularized this quote that you, you, know, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Yes. You live your life forwards. And then, yeah, you look back and you say, okay, yeah, it made sense that I didn't date then because actually I was then about to meet this substantive person, right? And maybe it's a substantive person in the way that you're talking about, right? Someone you're going to kind of settle down with. And sometimes it's someone that you're actually going to meet who's going to 
you know, be a seasonal player in your life, but maybe open you up to, you know, new experience or new awareness or help you be more yourself or get you out of your people pleaser or get you in your body more or unleash your sexuality more or, you know, whatever the lessons that you are really here to learn. It's just, you can't, you can't see them going forward. Right. Now that can sometimes sound scary to people. It can also, if you, if you really drop into it, be kind of exciting, right? Because it's almost like you, you know, your life is a movie and you don't actually know exactly where it's going and you don't know the next scene. You just have to be in this moment, right? I remember way back in the day, actually, um, having this summer romance. This is like when I'm still at college. And I always remember this, this, uh, this woman said to me, you know, life is a series of moments, live in the moment, right? Which is quite a, it's quite a romantic chat up line. Yeah. But, it, but it's also like, yeah, like that, you know, college or high school or, you know, your first job or, you know, the first time you lose someone or the relationship doesn't work. It's like, these are actually precious, even if they're really difficult at the time, these are kind of precious things. And so it's, it's actually a way of orienting to your life a little less like it's just one um, sort of homogenous linear flow and maybe opening up to the, the fact that life isn't always linear and you don't know exactly what you're going to learn. And, and therefore you can just grasp a little less tightly and, that allows you to relax a little bit more and, and trust, right? That's one way of thinking about trust, right? It's, much, it's easy to trust when you've got the handrails to follow. And sometimes life is going to say, oh, actually, you, know, you don't have handrails in this domain right now. And that's going to encourage you to trust more deeply. Yeah, I was just thinking about uh, when I talk to clients about this when they're feeling frustrated because things just aren't moving as quickly as they like, or they're just in that place where they're not feeling very hopeful. I have them think about maybe the place they're living right now or the job they have right now. And I have them describe to me, how did it all happen? Did you have it exactly planned out or did one thing kind of lead to another? And this person introduced you to this person who had this opportunity and you can look back now and see how it all unfolded. But when you were in the middle of that process or journey, they usually have no idea that one thing was going to lead to another in the way that it did. That's just kind of how life is. And, you know, even when you go through a really painful heartbreak or something like that, I can look back now and just be so grateful that those things never worked out or played out the way they did. But when you're in the middle of it, it just feels like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get to the other side of this. Right. Totally. So the awareness that, there's everything's ebbs and flows. I like how you explain the winter and the spring, just having that awareness can be really helpful. I think, do you have any other tips for people who are at that place where they want to feel more hopeful or positive about dating or any area of their life? And they're just not at that place yet. So a couple of things I want to just put out there in case they're helpful to people. Right. So one is, you know, what is the role of, uh, you know, dating and relationship, right? So sometimes it might might be obvious that, well, the goal is I, I want a relationship, right? I want to find someone and get into a relationship with them. There can be a sort of default assumption that in a way this is, you know, this is our birthright, right? Is to, 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 to get into a relationship that we want to be into. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe it's also not fully true in that maybe relationship exists and even relationships, plural, like different types of relationships, romantic and otherwise, you know, to teach us things and we have different things to learn. So sometimes just accepting that you might be on a unique path when it comes to the people in your life, 
can allow you to trust and, and sort of relax in a little more because it stops you comparing it with other people, right? So sometimes mm -hmm. what's difficult is not just, well, I'm not getting dates right now. It's that I'm also looking at that friend and like, how come they met this great guy 15 years ago and they have their family and they have their home and they go on great vacations together? Like sort of how come? Yeah. And it, it can be easy to be in, you know, negative self-comparison and or envy from that place. And maybe you're not really fully getting what it would be subjectively like to be that person. It might be that that's just a great, you know, part of their life, right? And if you were talking to, I don't know, an astrologer or someone who kind of reads people's charts or anything like that, they might say, oh, yeah, they have a great, you know, XYZ placement. And that means that this domain of their life is always going to feel kind of uplifting and positive to them. Now, that might mean they're not actually learning that much, right? Which is, which is fine, just in the same way that if... You know, if I inherited a business that was running really well and I ran it really well for 30 years, there's certain things I'd learn, but maybe there's things I wouldn't learn versus the business that I couldn't get off the ground, right? Or the business that was going well and then it tanked. So it, it's sort of putting it into a bit of a broader context. Like we don't always know what we're here to learn, right? It, not every life is meant to look the same. And part of what is great about living in these times where we could say postmodernism or this kind of huge menu of options of people having more authentic paths available to them. I think it's actually validating that there are many ways to, to, to kind of live this and approach it. And so to not sort of fit yourself into some script and then judge yourself by it, that's never a great place to be in. So one is just to have a little bit more curiosity about what your own path in this is and what you might be being invited to learn that you haven't fully sort of dug deep enough just to get curious about. The second thing that could be helpful to people is, is one of two things. One is to stop, right? So sometimes people have never really just stopped and said, okay, I'll, I'm just going to let this go fallow. I'm actually going to not try, right? So sometimes I get on the phone with people and they've, they've got a whole dating strategy and they swipe X times a week and they have an assistant that kind of dials in and, and you know, sort of protects their time so they only get high quality dates. But it's, it's sort of exhausting just hearing about it, let alone mm -hmm. being the person trying to live it. And so typically when I hear that from people, we, in, we encourage them to, to actually let it go fallow. And by fallow, I mean really letting it go fallow. So sometimes people have never done that. They've never actually let go enough. They're sort of like, well, but there's, there's like some guy in the background, right? Or some ex that's floating around or some person at work that they've got some ambiguous thing with. Or there's never really just actually fallow because people can be afraid of fallow. But fallow is, you know, the reason the earth goes fallow is because then it actually regenerates, right? So sometimes we need to just let go more. The other thing could be that in, I sometimes call it the, the SID, the seemingly intractable domain, right? And there's a bunch of words, but basically just meaning the area of your life that kind of feels intractable. It feels like you can't really get progress or traction or resolve something. Sometimes that domain, it needs a level of attention that you maybe haven't learned how to give something. So this doesn't mean that you haven't made a ton of effort. It just might mean that there's a kind of slowed down, super aware, super curious, patient energy that you might not have learned to manifest in this domain of your life yet, and that it's actually necessary, right? You, you might have heard the old joke, you know, that you, you know, there's, there's a preacher in the church, right, who's, basically, who's, who's been preaching for 45 years, but they've been preaching the same year for 45 years. Mm. That's, that's one year of experience, not 45 years of experience. Interesting. And sometimes there's a similar thing that can go with dating where it's like, yeah, but you're kind of doing the same thing that you were doing five years ago. You kind of had a frustration about swiping and you kind of were down on yourself and 
you know, you fill in the blanks and none of this is criticism. It's just saying, oh, you might be in, being invited to put a different type of awareness or a different type of attention than, than you are used to putting because it's really hard. And sometimes life is just really hard and it's sort of accepting that. But, but rather than it being self-critical and I'm sort of in a down spiral, it, it could also just be like, huh, maybe th this slowing down my attention is actually going to be useful in the rest of my life because perhaps I'm used to getting quick results or if I don't get quick results, I kind of give up, right? Or I'm used to feeling good and when I don't feel good, I kind of give up. And it's a sort of life saying, oh, actually, yeah, being a full human isn't just obviously about feeling good. And it's not just about winning. It's about so many more things than that. And how maybe this area gets your attention. I, I, just one quick thing I'll say on this. So I, I'm sort of riffing here. I know <laughs> I, I have an observation that, that people who are like good at one thing often put a lot of attention in it, right? So sometimes I'll hear, I'll be like, wow, that guy went on like a sales and marketing seminar. And I'm like, that guy's the best guy I know at sales and marketing. Like, how come he's going on a seminar? Right. And so it's like sometimes with things in life that we are really good at that we also put a lot of energy and attention into. And I sometimes think the intractable domain is the thing that doesn't come easily to us. Right. Maybe it doesn't come easy to go out and date or it doesn't come easy to get into relationship or it doesn't come easy to stay in relationship or to feel fulfilled in relationship. And so that might be the place that where life has leverage on you because it's going to get your attention. And just a bit like burning out, right? It can't but get your attention. Or if you're chronically ill, it can't but get your attention. Or if you're going through bankruptcy, it can't but get your attention. And so as hard as some of those things are, it can also be life saying, hey, I want your attention here until something is either seen, known, realized, loved, healed. And you might not know right now what that is, but it can just be being curious that, oh, because if I was fully loving and healed in this territory, I wouldn't be being hard on myself whether I had the result I wanted or not, right? Mm -hmm. Whether I was in the relationship or not, I would be accepting of myself, but I'm not currently accepting of myself. So this is still life offering me some pathway to deeper self-acceptance, whether I get the result or not. So that's a different way into it. That is so brilliant. I think everyone should just rewind those last few minutes and listen to them <laughs> over and over. I know I'm definitely going to myself. It's so important. I love what you said about you know, you could have been single and dating for five years, but you might just be living that same year over and over, yes. similar to someone who's been working for 40 plus years somewhere, but kind of teaching the same stuff yes. over and over. So if you're, let's say, stuck on an unavailable man or avoidant men in general, and you're just going through the motions, trying to date, trying to meet new people, but nobody compares to that one guy that you've kind yes. of been hanging on to in the background. I really found that people who are doing that, that's just one example. There's millions of different things that people can do here. Yes. They don't tend to attract the really high quality, available, secure potential matches while they're hanging on to the unavailable yes. guy at the same yes. time. So you often have to let go and do something yes. different and step into the unknown, even though it can be really scary in order to kind of bump yourself up to the next level and start attracting a different kind of person. Yes. Have you seen that too? Yes. Yeah, I think it, I think that's right. I think it's, it's, it's hard when you are stuck on something to create the opening for the next thing. Sometimes life won't let that happen. It will say, you have to let this go more fully and be in that place. I'm calling it fallowness, which I think probably is hard for any of us. It might, and I don't know this because I'm not, but it might be even harder for women sometimes, I think, because of the, perhaps generally speaking, the stronger desire for connection. Mm. And that's the place where you're sort of like, wow, I'm just going to be what, like completely empty, completely alone. 
And now everyone tells me I've got a love on myself and that that's the solution. So not only do I not have the relationship I want, I've now got to like do a thing before I'm even allowed, so to speak, to get into another relationship. So there's some subtleties. We could unpack that uh, a little bit more, but it, it maybe is just saying there's a kind of being with yourself and, 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 and accepting yourself, even if it's not your preference, right? Like you might have a preference for action movies over psychological thrillers, but maybe you can learn to enjoy psychological thrillers, right? You still may always have that preference, right? And you, if you're a relationship oriented person, you may always have a preference to be in relationship versus not. But if, if the not is such a deficit that you can't turn to it, then we might have an issue in that that, that might be what life is going to you know, keep leverage on you and, until there's something there that you can learn to do, right? To be more present with yourself, to be more allowing with yourself, to be more gentle with yourself, to talk to yourself more nicely, to be a better friend with yourself, to not be in other people's world quite so much, right? To, to be able to put myself first when I need to. And then from that place, what might be possible in relationship looks different, right? It might not be that life will never give you a relationship until you've learned this thing, but it might keep giving you the thing it's, it's been giving you, right? To your thing about the five years doing the same thing every year. So it might be that life's saying, yeah, you have the possibility to complete that level of the computer game, but we do need you to learn this thing to then go to the next level. And that thing is you having spent some high quality time with yourself, which right now sounds like hell, but it might be that it can become heaven as you learn how to do it. Or if it doesn't even become heaven, you might just, you know, be fine with it, right? I might say to you, do you prefer an, a, a, a night reading or a night at the club? And you'll say, well, I prefer a night at the club because I'm really social. But if you could never have a night at home reading, you've got something to learn because you can't be with yourself. And I'm not saying that judgmentally. I, I know what that was like. But you want to learn how to be with yourself. And so life is going to keep some leverage possibly until you learn that. So these things are complex, right? Well, if I could sort of give just one quick steer on that to anyone is like none of these truths in and of themselves are so sacred that they they are going to stand alone right life is not one truth life at a certain level of development is multiple truths that are paradoxical that sort of seem to coexist but don't always coexist easily and it's our ability to be with them right rather than find one thing and and fixate on it so concretely that you're actually narrowing your ability to metabolize truth right you're actually narrowing your ability to see more clearly because you're fixated in one thing so Anytime, even if someone says, well, I didn't have to love myself and I found a relationship, that might be true, right? We are on some different paths here, but it's it's just saying that, you know, using the John Gray talks about there's a different buckets. There is a bucket called self-love that you can't have filled by someone else. So there's an opportunity to learn something there. It doesn't replace your ability to want to be with and connect and be in relationship with people. It's just sort of like a facet of life. Oh, I just love everything you're saying so much. It so resonates with me. I'm just thinking back on my own experience. I actually did that for about two years before I decided to go online. And people might have thought I was crazy at 35 and 36 years old, just taking That's some amazing, time to heal. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, not that I didn't go on dates here and there if I just happened to like kind of randomly meet people, but nothing really. I just wasn't putting energy into it. Yeah. And on one hand, it did feel like this kind of emptiness, like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What's happening here but on the other hand I just wasn't motivated I just I knew if I yeah. were to try to force myself to put energy into that part of my life at that time it just wasn't ready for it I love what you said too about if you were able to love yourself and accept where you are right now whether or not this thing is happening for you or not that would sort of graduate you to the next level you put it much more brilliantly yeah. than that but like <laughs> what was that point
point again. I would love to just kind of reiterate that. Well, it's, it's inviting the possibility that at different stages of your development, you're going to be invited to learn different things. Yeah. And so you might look, let's say again, at that example, you're like, well, but my best friend or this person I know, you know, they met a guy a long time ago and it's, you know, it's fine. They didn't love themselves. They had plenty of wounds and it's like, okay, fine. But they, that's them, right? That's their journey. And we're inviting you to have your journey. And it might be that you're at a stage of your development where life is not going to allow you to constellate a relationship at the sort of current level of self-love, right? Because mm. if you don't love yourself, the chances are you might attract some of these things that you were talking about earlier. You might attract, you know, a narcissist. You might attract something that sort of it makes sense in that dynamic, right? Because it's like, oh, so one person doesn't really love themselves, so they're going to maybe attract something that's not the best for them or doesn't really resonate with their true self. Life might be saying, hey, at this next stage of development, your true self is required, right? And that's not a finished baked product, but we need you on the pathway of a more authentic self. And from that place, what you attract in relationship might look different. And, and here's sometimes the kicker, it might also be that you've got a number of lessons that we want you to learn, and we're going to have you learn them through different connections. So that's also something I see with people is like, they're like, well, no, I, I get out there, I date, I attract men, and we actually get into relationship, but it's not really sticking longer, longer term. Sometimes that can also be because, yeah, you're being invited to learn lessons at a previous stage in the computer game, so to speak, or your level of development or our level of development culturally, that wasn't needed because we were more security oriented, right? Or we were more fulfilling roles in a kind of culturally acceptable way. But in this stage of development about authentic development, where we've got this much wider menu of authentic pathways, what life might be inviting you to looks a little different. And so it's not going to let you get away with being so nasty to yourself. It's going to invite you to be with yourself. Because I say without, without self-attention, there is no self-love, right? If I, if I say to you, I love soccer, and you go, that's great. What do you think about you know, the England soccer team or the US soccer team? And I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about it. And you're like, well, do you play soccer? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, do you follow it? No. And I was like, how do you love something and put no attention on it? Right? It doesn't uh -huh. really work. And the same with yourself. If you never spend time with yourself, and I, by that, I don't just mean you know, I'm sat down watching Netflix. I mean, actual sort of time with yourself, you know, walking and being in conversation with yourself, journaling, slowing down, meditating, praying, just being with yourself in a bit more of a, of a full hearted fashion, then life is going to want you to learn that at some point, because it's sort of it's it's a necessary stage in our development, I think. It's so true. I'm actually learning a lot of <laughs> some of these principles I could really apply to myself right now. I mean, even when you get to a place where you have everything you you know thought was just a fantasy right now, it's like your reality. It's like you still, yes. if you're not able to sit with yourself and just be okay in those times when things aren't moving quickly. I know we wanted to talk about loneliness. That might be a topic for a whole nother episode and using those moments to really connect with yourself yeah. and not feel like you have to just jump to the next thing. This is just really helpful no matter where you are in any area of your life just be yes. okay with things as they are right now without things needing to move quickly in any other direction that was all just very helpful for me personally everything you said so i think yeah. this could be helpful right, yeah, I'm, in I'm, any area of life we're all just remembering stuff as well yeah. yeah definitely this is such great information jack is there anything else you want to say on this topic i know we could just probably talk forever about this I just encourage people to keep bringing their freshest eyes, right? So keep sort of looking at 
your, yourself and your situation, you know, rather than the, it, the narrative maybe being, well, it's been five or 10 or 20 years of, of just frustration, just, you know, being open to the sense that you can in any day or any moment, there may be something that just clicks into place or you just see it a little differently. Some of those moments can be sort of flashes of clarity where you almost see something for the first time so clearly that it, it kind of goes in. Sometimes it's not like that. It, I, you know, I, it can be a little bit more like you're kind of feeling in the dark and you don't really know where you're going and you get a little sort of sense. Maybe it's this way, maybe it's that way. Some, some growth is very non-linear and patient like that. If you've ever had a physical injury, you may know that the body will create a lot of compensations for physical injuries, right? So you maybe had like a shoulder injury, but now somehow it's also showing up in your hip or your knee or your ankle or your pelvic gait. And so the body does a lot of things just to kind of get you back to, to some kind of functioning, but it's not necessarily about full healing. Mm. If dating and relating has been difficult territory, which for a lot of us it has, then there's going to be a number of those things that have sort of been baked in from the past, right? Whether it was something with mom and dad or whoever brought you up or a sibling or your first romantic relationship or someone you were really close to and it failed or whatever the particulars of it. And so I would invite you not to be looking for the silver bullet, right? Not to be looking for the finally finding the, the book or the course or the therapist or the coach that's going to heal you. But I would encourage you to approach it with a little bit more patience and um, sensitivity that there could be a few different things that are going on. And I don't say that to overwhelm you. I say it to, to maybe give you a little bit more of a realistic model of change. You know, if I want to go faster on my bike, I might be able to get 5% faster if I uh, clip in pedals rather than just use flat pedals. I might be able to get another 5% faster by getting a more aerodynamic bike. I might be able to get another 5% faster if I go to spin classes throughout winter. I might be able to get another 5% faster if I have, I don't know, better flexibility and mobility from cross-training another sport. And you sort of add a lot of those things together. Suddenly you might be in quite a different position and feeling progress, you know? So if you've had a difficult time in a relationship, it could be that you're dealing with um, the father wound, right? Or an, or an absent father you might be dealing with some attachment stuff you might be dealing with um, a lack of self-love you might be dealing with um, a mismatch of love languages you might be dealing with a number of things that when they all come together your world might look very differently but if just one thing changed you might think oh that's not solved it but you actually did get 10 percent further do you know so just so sometimes the one thing changes everything and we want to be open to that but i also want people to be open to the the work of what I would call mature adult development, right? Which tends not to be just the sort of, you know, what I think of as M&M, like the breakthrough moment mm. sometimes is, is what we call peas and broccoli, meaning it's slow and it's a bit boring and it's a little dull. And sometimes you wish you weren't having to do it, but you keep showing up and you keep seeing and you stay curious. And over a longer period of time, some things may come online that, that you didn't even imagine or didn't even know uh, were kind of needed. Right. Or, you know, it's like you go to the chiropractor or you say, hey, I've got a pain in my elbow. And they're like, well, that's interesting. But what's going on with your upper back? You know, mm -hmm. you in a car accident when you were 18 years old. It's like, whoa, OK, maybe like I didn't think there was any impact, you know, so it's it's, it's interesting. I just I'm just sort of saying this bigger territory of development. There's so much that we don't know. There's so much that's idiosyncratic and to your authentic path. And so it's just sort of holding it with a little bit more grace. You know, there's no one person. There's no one YouTuber who's going to fix your problem. 
that might make you feel lonely, but it's actually can invite a sense of ownership that you, in conjunction with your mentors and your friends and your community and your path and life or universe, God, however you think of that, over time, some things may start to move in, in, in new directions. It's a different frame. Yeah. Amazing. I just want to record so many more episodes on these topics with you. I know we're going to do a live broadcast on March 17th, I believe. So I can include information on how people can join us. I would love to talk with some people in my community, take callers and answer questions. I think this is such an important topic. And again, it could apply in any area of life. This was very, very helpful for me personally, even if you're not really going through anything difficult, just knowing that there's ebbs and flows, there's different seasons and things all unfold and come together in perfect time. And you can look back at the end of that journey and it'll all make sense. Even if it doesn't make sense (laughs) right now, it just, it's yeah. so beautiful. I love everything you shared. And how can people get a hold of you and learn more about what you do? I know you often offer free master classes to yes. people in my community. I don't know if you have one going on anytime soon, but I can include that information. That'll all be in the first link of the description or yes. episode details. Great. Yeah, let's give people opportunity to come on a, my free masterclass, which the essence of my free masterclass is, is helping people be their more authentic self. Right. So right the way back to how we we came into the conversation today. So if you're listening with this and this kind of resonates, the stuff that I help people with is, you know, claiming their authentic power or reclaiming their authentic power. If they've perhaps been in some kind of connection that's had them off center or maybe they're in a connection that in their heart of hearts, they know is not actually going to go anywhere. And rather than that being just a sort of painful, dysregulating sometimes discombobulating kind of experience where it's just all consuming and you're preoccupied and you're having sleepless nights or any kind of versions of that. I help people see it and and hold it and move through it as a moment of transformation, kind of meaning that actually when you reclaim your power and step more fully into that, uh, you'll actually be grateful in the, in the way that you're talking about Helene about having some of these experiences in your life. So if you're stuck on something, the masterclass um, will help you. And if you just like the way that I'm approaching life, right? That's one of the things I help people with is just, you know, we could call it your life stance, just the way that you approach your life, the way that you think about yourself and your journey. Hopefully you've connected with the fact that I've got some perspectives on those things that are unique and hopefully helpful. Amazing. So I'll include that as the first link in the episode notes. Just scroll down. You might have to click see more or read more if you're listening to this on my podcast. And join that masterclass while it's still being offered totally free for my community for a limited time. I highly recommend checking out anything Jack has going on. <laughs> I've checked out some of your masterclasses personally. They've all been so amazing and just packed with valuable information. So this was great. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope we can do more episodes together because I just thought this was amazing. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, we're hitting the hour mark here or whatever. And I'm like, oh, there's so much more I want to talk about. So I know. Yes, yeah. That. Thank you. I would love that. Yeah. So we have our live broadcast that we're doing in March and I'll include information on how you can join for free. I broadcast my podcast live every other Friday and make sure you're following my podcast so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. I have new episodes coming out every week and feel free to leave me a rating on Spotify or Apple if some of these episodes or my YouTube videos have been helpful for you. So this was amazing. Thanks for listening. And Jack, thank you so much again. I hope we can do this soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Elena.
If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.